Welcome, friends. I know what you're thinking. I'm late with the episode, and I would like to apologize. But I'm sure all will be forgiven once you listen to these five unsettling tales. <laughs> The eyeball. Unfortunately, a severe form of mental illness runs in my family, and I grew up visiting a few different relatives in psychiatric wards. I know, it doesn't sound like a place for a kid, it always scared the shit out of me. But it's family, and my dad would always lecture me about how lonely these people were, and how they needed to be reminded of family and people who love them. One day, I was tagging along behind my dad when a resident I didn't know shuffled up to me and held out their hand as if they had a gift for me. I thought maybe they were going to give me a piece of candy, so I opened my hand up. They dropped a human eyeball into it. I found out later they had gouged it out of their roommate's face while they slept and no one had noticed yet. Dad never brought me to the psych ward again. Robbie. I have a brother who is three years younger than me. When I was 11, he had an imaginary friend, Robbie. The way his imaginary friend worked was that he was real and my brother did everything with him and talked about him as if he was a normal kid he was hanging out with. If you questioned him or referred to Robbie as imaginary, my brother would get red in the face and become very angry, saying that Robbie was real and that they were going to be friends forever. I remember after a few months, my parents suddenly got very strict about Robbie. They told my brother he wasn't allowed to play with Robbie anymore and that if Robbie came around, he was to tell him to leave. This didn't go over well and it was a volatile few months while my brother was punished for mentioning Robbie and was very angry with my parents for taking his friend away. But eventually, the whole thing faded into the background. It wasn't until I had kids of my own that I learned the truth about Robbie. I was joking with my parents about how my kids might get an imaginary best friend when they looked at each other with a weird facial expression. After a little prodding, I discovered the real reason they made Robbie go away. They found out a little boy had previously died in the house. His name had been Robbie. Speaking a foreign language saved our lives. In college, I was in a study abroad program in East Asia. I went on a weekend trip to another city with friends I made in the program, and we had the time of our lives exploring and practicing our language skills with the locals. We went clubbing one night and piled into a taxi late at night to go back to our hotel room. Being students and passionate about the area we were traveling in, we knew the layout of the city, and it became clear the taxi was not taking us to the hotel, but away from city limits. My most assertive friend questioned the taxi driver in the local language about where we were going. He looked at us all in the rearview mirror for a good minute before he did a U-turn and took us back the way of the hotel. I don't know where he intended to take us, but I do know that speaking a foreign language probably saved our lives. It wasn't him. 
When I was in high school, my older brother lived at home, even though he had graduated. He worked the night shift at his job and would usually come home around 4 a.m., make a snack, and then go to bed. Sometimes I'd wake up and hear him rattling around in the kitchen, and occasionally, if I couldn't sleep, I'd join him and we'd have some nice late-night talks. One night, in particular, I couldn't sleep and I heard the back door open and then someone shuffling around. I thought about getting out of bed to go down and hang out with my brother, but I just had a really bad feeling about it. Something was telling me to stay in bed. Not thinking much of it, I went back to sleep. In the morning, I heard yelling downstairs and woke up to find my parents arguing. It turns out we'd been burgled because my dad had left the back door unlocked. Mark There was a big mall by where I grew up that was the cool place for the kids to hang out. When I was in middle school, they instituted a rule that you had to be at least 17 to hang out there after dark, which only made it a more desirable place to hang out because you had to think of a way to sneak by the security guards that would question you if you looked school-aged. My friends and I made a routine of hanging out there on weekend nights by going in through the department stores and bypassing the guards at the normal mall doors. One night, we were hanging out in the food court sharing a basket of fries when a man approached us and introduced himself as Mark. He told us that he knew of a new store in the mall where they were testing out a laser tag playground to see if older kids would be into it. Being middle school-aged kids, my friends and I were super interested in laser tag and were excited to help the guy out. He told us to meet him up on the fourth floor at the time the mall closed and he'd show us the setup. At mall close, we went up to meet Mark where he told us, but got stopped on the way by a security guard. We told him we were special guests of a store and were going to test out a new laser tag game when he started looking at us funny. Eventually, he made us come with him to the security office where he called all of our parents. I found out later that the mall was a hotbed for human trafficking, and the laser tag story, in particular, was known to be used to lure kids into an area where they could be abducted. I hope you enjoyed these five spine-chilling tales. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You'll find the link in the show notes. Be safe, my loves, and remember that real life is scarier than fiction. <laughs>